So this week on Three Sides of the Coin, you are joined by all four of us. And we do, well, one of my favorites is our hit and run, where you give us the questions and we give you the answers. So stick around. You never know what you're gonna hear. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I wanna rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Three Sides of the Coin. This is going to be such a deep, emotional, passionate episode. All of us are just like, uh, <laughs> and of course, Mark, this will be what our best episode ever. Uh, of course, of course. Of course. Uh, you got all four of us. Oh, look who's sneaking in. Hello. Lisa. Hello, hello. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, we're recording on a Friday instead of a Tuesday. Life happens. We move things around. Um, I'm just warning everybody in advance. I may like close my eyes and just listen because I'm now dealing with the second shot after effects that are hitting me 24 hours later. I feel like a fucking Mack truck just hit me. Um, before we get into our hit and run questions that Ed worked so hard, finally, thank you, Ed. I didn't know there was a time limit on it. You just said post and I did. Why are you busting my balls? I, I'm here. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I got plenty of questions to read to you fuckers. Okay. Do you have any comments to read? Yeah, I do. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. So this is on our show that's currently listed where we do, um, I don't know. What do we do? I don't remember. Oh, the last great good. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good no, first rock, bad classic one. rock one. Yeah. Yes. Um, DFX Daryl, I like this. Just wanted to be the first one to comment on a show I haven't listened to, but I won't say it sucks. I will actually <laughs> watch it first. So thank you very much. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's all we ever ask. But now I'd like to ask you after listening, did it suck? Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Smoke and Shadow says, Tommy, how is the shout at the devil not metal? Great episode. I was yelling at my phone the whole time. I love that. Thank you. I'm glad you were yelling. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, you can take one song from an artist or another and say that it's metal. To me, it's all pop rock with heavier guitars. I'm not saying I'm right. That's just how I view it. Oh, I hear know, you, Fruitcake. We, we, we know Tommy's music tastes suck. Yeah. <laughs> how, does Motley, how is Motley Crue not metal? Shout at the devil, please. Mm. Please. I love that record. I absolutely love that record. That was such a, a cool time, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Awesome. I still like the first one, just a hair better. I also, I was fortunate, and I know we've talked about it before, because I got into them before Shout at the Devil was out. I just read that little story, you know, looks and looks and sound, or looks like Van Halen sound, or it looks like Kiss sounds like Van Halen. 
Yeah, you've you've heard and seen it all before, but your little brother and sister haven't. <laughs> you're like, that's all I need to know to check these guys out. Yep. Went to the record store and they're like, I got a Kaufman and Kaufman, you know. Um, next thing I know, because um, I'll, I'll never, we were at a party and I don't even, yeah, yeah, we would have had cable by then. But the, now we're really showing our age because not everybody had cable tv back then yeah but i remember mtv was on and this is like two in the morning we're just fucking you know three sheets to the wind and my buddy comes running into the kitchen we're playing whatever poker fucking quarters or whatever and it's like dude that fucking band that you play all the time they're on mtv and i made a ring we ran into the room like caught like the last I don't know, minute, minute and a half of live wire you know, in the video. And it was like, you know, wow. And uh, wasn't just, you know, whatever that summer, I think, or whatever, later on, Shout at the Devil came out. So, you know, another one of those things, you know, just reading yeah, the, the magazines and going, hey. And speaking of new music, boy, I love the new Buck Cherry. God, I love that. Yeah. Too. I haven't listened yeah. to it yet. It's on it's my great. list. That's really good. You know what? Look, I, I, here's all you need to know. A hot chick in there. Rock and roll guitars, you know, a steady beat, catchy chorus. I'm like, this is what it's all about. You know, I love that music video. It, it's called it's, So Hot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, boy, it's been pre-ordered crazy here. And, you know, uh, I, I pre-ordered that. I pre-ordered the Black Sabbath Sabotage box set. And today, now we can talk about it. I pre-ordered the soundboard uh, series thing and yes 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 because everyone's at yes that was one of the things i knew about that i i talked to you guys about um you know last christmas or whatever when i said that you know there was some new stuff and guys there's even more new stuff that i can't talk about that's coming out too so um it, it, I'll, I'll never forget those if you guys remember i, I just said there's going to be some new stuff coming out and then you know, one of the kiss sites that people were like starting to shred on the fact that oh, it's gonna suck, and I'm like, you don't even know what it fucking is. <laughs> like, I I think the show they picked is super fucking cool. Um, you know, I, I I mean, can, you know what? Cool or not, it's a new live recording. I love it. I don't, you know, is it going to be perfect? Is it is is it going to be better than a live? Well, of course it will be. Will it be better than a live too? No way. But it will be great. I, I tell you what, I, I bought uh, the, the bundle and I bought the CD because I wanted both the vinyl and the CD. And yeah, I mean, that's a great show. I mean, I've had the bootleg of it for forever. I think most people do that collect that sort of thing. And, you know, the video is out there. I think that shows on YouTube, YouTube. because it was yeah. a. But they, you know, and for those of you who don't know, I'm sure if you're watching the show, you probably do. But <clears throat> Kiss is releasing a bootleg series, and that's a, that's the key word here, boys and girls. This series. is a series. Yes, there's gonna, there's more to come. Um, and uh, you know, they're releasing the was that 2001, 2001 Tokyo Dome, Tokyo Dome with <laughs> with Eric Singer and Ace Frehley and yep. Gene and Paul. I mean, a very short-lived lineup. Basically, that lineup only played in Japan and Australia. And you're going to get talked to me live. I think there's one other one that's, you know, just not something they played a lot. Uh, but just getting talked to me live with that lineup. And, talk to me. 
just uh it's, I mean, i'm just like super excited for it so is there going to be um, part, or is it going to be really like what we've been seeing do you know what's that well, like there wasn't, there hasn't been any preview of any artwork. I mean, there is isn't. Yeah. What, what you, what you, what you see, what you've seen is the artwork. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Right. It, because it's supposed to be like a bootleg. That's the whole right. Thing, the bootleg. No, no, I understand. I just was clarifying, getting clarification. Yep. So, uh, yeah, like I said, guys, that was one of the things that uh, I was talking about earlier in the year that I thought you guys would dig. And look, I'm super excited. Matter of fact, if you go over to Kiss Online, I think I was made for loving you is uh it's at my uh, yeah, you, I, I was made for loving you's out as a single already. So you could go on Spotify or any service and and check I out. It sounds great, man. I'm yeah, I'm super fucking excited. So and guys, there's more to come. So uh more more kiss coming well, at it's, us. It's 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 funny, you know, we've for weeks and weeks and weeks was like, well, there's no kiss news, no kiss news in this last week. I think we've got plenty of kiss stuff that we need to chat about real quickly before we get into this week's topic. Um, how about before you do, there's one more comment that I want to read. Uh, listen to I... Tommy wanting to butt in and read comments. <laughs> it's one side of the coin. Go Tommy. <laughs> you know, what do you want to go. do? Go, go. All right. So, uh, Shawnee Rock 57 said Mark is on the money in his analysis of Monster with the early honest writing. I bailed after a live two. And when it was recommended, I listened to Monster. I really liked it. And I was shocked. So that's interesting from someone who bailed after a live two. And now they really enjoy Monster. Like I said, the, the songwriting, the type of songs, there's that fine thread that goes back to the beginning, just four guys playing hard rock. Don't get me wrong. No it, pained, to... it pained me to read the first songs. <laughs> oh, it's T it, it's TTV today, all Tommy all the time. <laughs> Can never have too much Tommy in the house. You can't. You no can't. way. Um, so other things that popped up over the last week, guys, what about that photo of Paul Stanley and Bob Ezrin having lunch? It, it's very cool. nothing other than he's having lunch, but if you know the recent history, Paul and Bob were not on good speaking terms because apparently Paul didn't like something Bob said in Julian Gill's Odyssey book about the elder. So it seems like that's been put behind them and they had lunch. Now, does that mean anything more? I'd sure like to think it does. But it's, I don't know. It's one of those things in the KISS world. You know, never say never. Anything's possible. Who knows? Yeah. There yeah. will be I, look, some more I, I KISS I saw music. that picture. I saw that picture and I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't think there's anything to it. I, I just think it's like the caption said, it's just having a couple lunch. guys. Yeah, lunch with a friend. Well, you look, I mean, here's something I know just from talking to uh, um, Michael James Jackson. He's, you know, all throughout him and Paul would have lunch. They stayed friends, you know, they, they hadn't worked together since freaking early to mid eighties, you know? So, you know, those, those guys probably all stayed, you know, stay in touch with people they worked with. And 
Don't be the party again, pooper, I, I Mark. See... I want to. Ha- I want to oh, have well, hope, yeah. and I want. I. I, I want to like sit here and go. Yes, please. One more Kiss album with a real producer. Well, maybe the soul the soul station thing invigorated Paul to go. Well, maybe we should do one more Kiss record. Who knows? Who knows? Well, you know, if you guys remember the interview we we had with uh, Ace a while back, um, you know, I I said to Ace, why don't you go back and revisit some of your older demos? I mean, instead of all the stress of writing new songs, there's some jewels there. Yep. And the same thing with Kiss; they could easily go back and vaults and. I'd love to hear of the 2021 version of Mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With Bob Ezrin producing with the acoustic guitars and that. Oh, geez. And, and and look, and I know some people get upset when I do this, but I don't care. It's my fucking platform. Um, Bob Ezrin's <laughs> been producing the last few Deep Purple records. Yep. And those fucking records sound incredible. And that's what I'm talking about. How cool would it be for Kiss to go back and do it ain't the smoke you know or you know that burns you i mean some of the i'm just throwing out some of the these older demos that they could have they could fucking re revisit those why not how about revisiting the elder and making it a real metal album (laughs) (laughs) there's there's no hope for that yeah uh, that's not happening people no no not at all Paul's not a fan of the elder as he shouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's just it was a cool little thing to see and it gives a little excitement and hope to the kiss army that oh maybe 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 something could come of it and maybe not but either way it's just cool Mm -hmm. um the other interesting thing that kind of just showed up out of the blue last week was the estate sale that Paul Stanley held at his house. He is not moving people. He is demolishing and rebuilding. So let's just his house was beautiful inside. I thought it was I thought it was nice too. It was funny. I saw these comments from fans who were like, oh my God, that's so gaudy. That's so terrible. I'm just like, I don't know. It 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 sings of Italy and that's exactly Tuscany. Yes, that's what he wanted. I love it. I love it. I, I, looked thought, at the, I thought it was great. You looked at the fireplace, the detail in that fireplace and those two chairs. I loved it. Yep. Yep. But anyway, he, he basically put it, you know, like what Doc McGee did some time ago. Paul put everything in his house up for sale. Furniture and you name it. Kids toys and all sorts of stuff and lots of fans. Yeah, I, mean, were, I thought it was kind of weird, but. Eh, what are you gonna do? You know, he knows he can make money doing that. Kiss fans are gonna come far and away to buy something from Paul Stanley's house. I'm again. I, I, it's it's. I think it's a cool thing, but I don't know. I, I was looking at it, going. I just saw. I guess the one picture that's that sits with me is there's a couple women selling Kiss tchotchkes. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. There was a, there was like, tables of that stuff. Yeah, and I'm like. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I guess it's the same thing. Um, like when I, because I was never a fan of the Osbournes, and for the for that matter, I wasn't a Family Jewels fan either. You know, I didn't watch. When I, I I don't like to look behind the curtain. You know what I mean? I don't need to see the wizard back there. I find with the big scary, I'm 
the great Oz, all powerful Oz. I don't want to look behind the curtain. You know what I mean? I, I, sure. I don't know why. Kind of ruins the mystique for me. My friends <laughs> a lot of his stuff. Oh, I know. I know who that is. I'm gonna go by. I'm gonna. I want to see the lions in his uh in his driveway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw Martin's post and, and sit at, at Paul's desk. Crazy, because it's funny. People are like, are you buying? I'm like, guys, I, I. That's not my sort of thing at all. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. If there were, I, I tell you what, I saw some of the stuff. There's a, a you know a nice segue into the another topic. Um, the Kiss Live auctions, all that stuff that Paul just signed. No, yeah, no, yes, it's not. I, it's not the signature stuff that that I, I mean. Some of it's signed, but you know that first promo picture yep. with them before they were wearing mate. Now that's something I want. I uh, like just to have a little something that was in his possession. You know, I think that's kind of what I'm looking at. It as. as somebody who collects like news clippings and stuff, there was a what the hell was it? I think one of the ads for the very first shows, there's shows, you know, with the brats and the planets. Oh, the, and stuff it, it like wasn't that. just the ad. It looked like what it was, was the like designed mock-up, the original yes, that was yeah. given to the paper to print from, yes, which is yes, about as yeah. rare as you can get. Yeah. Now that, cause that, for me, I don't care about the autograph. I just want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't well, ruin it by putting it. an autograph on it. <laughs> yeah. You got a shot at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, it's funny. I've not participated in any of those auctions just because most of them, and, and look, I, I think they're great. Go ahead and support, certainly support them and stuff. But, you know, I, uh, most of the stuff that, you know, anyway, it's just not stuff that I collect. That's the kind of stuff that I, I really like. Now, now everyone that's listening knows we got to bid those items up. <laughs> Um, the other bit of news this week was Netflix working on a, a film, Kiss film, or it's not not working on it because it sounds like the film is done. Netflix is in the bidding to be the one to release it. Oh, is that how you? I didn't read. I think I read it all. that way that it was already done and filmed. Oh, I just saw the headlines. I never did look at any again it's been a busy week so but is that i thought i thought they were proposing the movie i, I could be wrong because i didn't read the article i just saw the headline i it, glance i read through the article really quickly but my initial takeaway i felt like it was saying it's already been done and netflix is is like the lead for releasing it Michael, the reason I say that, now again, please, I could be wrong and probably am, but I thought I saw people asking who's playing them. Well, yes, that I mean that, and that's fans were already like, "Oh, here's who should play Gene, here's who should play Paul." But I gotta go back when we're done here. I'll go back and reread it again. My feeling was it was already done, and Netflix was just the distribution. Is it going to be like the dirt or something along those lines? I don't know. It, I, again, I mean, we're just going off of one article and very little information. It sounds like it's the story of Gene and Paul on how those guys met and how Kiss came out of that. So it's, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, this needs to be like 
10, 10 episode series to cover the full life of the, this isn't going to be something that covers 50 years of kiss, you know, uh, it, it, they, they, there's just too much to cover in like a 90 minute show. So if they did something where it's like, how did Gene and Paul meet? Where did they come from? How did kiss get born out of this? That could be a nice 90 minute movie. And I would assume if it does well, then maybe they do something else that's more of the continuation of Kiss. I don't know. It's just cool that something's going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but that's it. I think that's all that dropped in the last week or so. Not that. That's a lot. That's a lot. I will tell you one thing that's kind of went off. I don't know because. You know, I, I can talk about it now just because it hasn't appeared. You know, that that A&E documentary was supposed to air last January, meaning January 2021. I don't know what happened with it. I haven't heard anything, you guys. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. I mean, I, I, I submitted a bunch of stuff for it, and I know they used it because they used it and sent it back. And, um i don't know what happened so um well i i also also too i mean i i don't think they expected as no one did the whole covid thing and i'm sure right. that's exactly i mean, I mean maybe, maybe it's just sitting in the can of let's wait until the band's touring again which will give us an opportunity to promote this yeah well because i got a few emails from people going hey you know um what's is is this that was it is is this you know netflix thing that and i'm like no it was different um a and e was supposed to do a big kiss special and supposed to air in january i mean that's what i heard from the people working on it and again i'll, I'll be honest you know and I, i'm lucky enough to help out with these things i don't ask questions they just ask me for things and i and i help them out and i keep my mouth shut and my ears open um but uh it's that whole trail seems to have gone dead well, you know, and, I, wonder, you know, I wonder mark if it was because you know this year in july was supposed to be the last day correct. so mm -hmm. i'm wondering if maybe they were this year they were going to do a lot of that stuff to kind of lead up to that last show so maybe i bet that, I bet that was the initial plan yeah they put it on hold because there is no really final date for that show yet you know with it right. being postponed. so that, i mean they're just holding off on it till then Yep. I mean, well, I, well, I think I think the thing you got to realize in the kids world, all these projects are cool, but they change all the time. And it's not new just because of COVID. Kiss has always had projects that have come and gone. Remember, remember back post reunion tour, Gene was talking a lot about how CBS was going to make a movie called Rock and Roll All Night. It was going to be a movie of the week on CBS and their film. That never happened. I mean. Well, the difference with like that, this, this, I know they worked on and, you know, I got them phone numbers for people and I actually helped out quite a bit with it. Matter of fact, it, you know, whatever, not to wave my own flag, but, you know, even Tommy mentioned, Tommy Thayer mentioned yeah. in an interview about, you know, me helping out with stuff. So, Ding. and there was that, uh, other, not, you know, just, there was that other my, my documentary too. I'm, my point is this, this wasn't just an idea. This no, physically. Right. Think, think, things can happen and things can change. You know, at the end of the day, KISS is like the topic of all this stuff, but they may not necessarily be the bosses and the financers of it. And, you know, some production house goes, eh, you know what? Yeah, we invested 
half a million dollars to film this, it's not worth it. We'll just shelve it. It happens. It's so weird. Um, it's my best right. John Travolta. Not very good, actually. Let's um, hey, wait, say, it, say it again, Mark. It was my best Vinny Barbarino. We'll do it's it again. So weird. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I do that together. I take sometimes when shit, you know, just, it's so weird. Uh, that, anyway. That's Mark sweet talking, Liz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. This week, we haven't done one of these in a long time. Hit and run. You guys ask the questions and we try and answer them. And this is all on Tommy now. We have not seen the questions. Don't know what you've asked. Tommy's picking them. Tommy's asking them. And we're trying to answer them. So and go, Tommy. Some, yeah, and there are some that there's no way we can answer them accurately because we're not at the meetings. Or... Like, the, like, did somebody ask what really happened to Eric Carr? well no i didn't see that but that's a perfect example you know Uh, all right so we're just going to do the best we can here so the first one martin marshall if kiss is forced to postpone shows again do you think they will cut out some of the places they had planned to play i actually thought they might um shorten up the tour i mean let's face it guys i mean another year older um that, that and logistics too keep in mind if and when this thing reboots, meaning just shows and stuff, uh, Kiss isn't the only one going to be vying for, you the, know, the arena, arena space. Thing. Yep. Yeah. Not only not only the local sports teams, but other acts. Everyone's going to want to get the start making money again. Yep. So that uh, for that reason alone, I think they're going to. Matter of fact, if I remember correctly, the proposed. 2021 tour already did that because if you go back and look at the 2020 dates there were more of them than uh, if you remember last year they changed the you know the 2021 which by and large i they haven't canceled those yet but i'm just assuming that everything you know in the summers and guys i i'm just this is just me riffing i don't know I, I can't because there's a date still right now for Detroit for I think September 9th or something. There's 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 some there's August shows. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't know anything. And again, we say this over and over. You just gotta look what's happening in the general industry. World, yeah. In the world. What are other bands doing? And frankly, they all seem to be moving things to twenty twenty two. But I think that I don't think they'll cut stuff short. I just think they're going to have to move some things around. There might be a few that will be sacrificed for your point about all the people vying for that space that you know what, but that could also open up a potential opportunity of, okay, all the major markets are booked. Maybe we do a second city run planned, which would be very cool to the smaller Mm -hmm. venues. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, Mark to Mark's first point, you know, it's another year older it's all about the health of these guys too. And by guys, I pretty much mean Gene and Paul. It's like, you know, are they able to do another year, another two years of this stuff? I mean, that's, that's a lot of wear and tear on a body. I tell you what, I, 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 I've got quite a bit of money invested in stones tickets and uh, the stones were supposed to play here originally 
in June of 2020, and now they moved it to June of 2021. Obviously, no one's talking about that. That's literally two months from now. Yeah, I don't see that tour happening. And I, for me, just as a consumer, as they say, uh, either shit or get off the pot, as they say. I mean, I, I want my fucking money back. I mean, they've been holding well over a thousand dollars of mine now. And and you, and that's the sad part is, at the end of the day, that they don't want to cancel. I know they because once they cancel it, money is refunded. If they reschedule it, they don't have to automatically refund you your money. If you can't do that date, you can get a refund. But, you know, all these promoters and venues and bands don't want to give back millions upon millions of dollars if they don't have to. So, I mean, to the to the to the original question, we don't know. It's so in a flux right now. I mean, I, I was talking to one of my clients who um, is trying to tour next year, and they're getting iffy responses from promoters about next year as well. Nobody's quite sure. I think this summer is going to tell us a lot. The summer will tell us a lot and, and, and the vaccine, and here's what they were being told by promoters. The vaccine rollout will tell, tell a lot and not just here in the U S how well is it being rolled out in Canada and Europe and the UK and Germany and South America. If it's not working the rest of the world, there's not going to be world tours. I, I will tell you though, there's, you're starting to see um, sports, um, I just heard today the Indy 500 is going to have yep. people there. I saw in, down in Texas, they're already having people in the baseball stadiums. My buddies in Florida keep giving me shit because they're going to concerts, literally going to concerts. That's what I was going to ask you guys, too. Do any of you have any concerts coming up, on, even on the books? At least? Nice. I mean, I'm talking not like Stones or anything like that, but even in your uh, smaller venues. Not, not yet in California, but in it, will, it will be like literally tonight, the Golden State Warriors will be playing basketball to an audience in San Francisco. So it, it is starting to open up in smaller capacities and everywhere. But again, it all comes back to, all right, well, if the capacity is only 25% or 50%, can a band make money doing that? Yeah. going on tour well, we've we're back at 100 percent here now yeah and i've got country fest and rock fest coming up and they're going full steam ahead and i think some of these some of these festivals are probably like you know we don't care even if we just break even or come close we've got to keep doing this because we missed all of last year yeah. and my understanding at least from what i can see on the outside looking in is is that all of the VIP stuff, all of the gold circle seating, all that's sold out. So all that's left right now is like general admission lawn seats. I feel like things are starting to open up and get much better here in the U.S. But the sad reality for world tours is the rest of the world is not vaccinating nearly as quickly as the U.S. is. Because well, they are more their neighbor. I mean, yeah. Tommy and I are a lot more closer to it, but... Detroit and Windsor are very much connected by the hip in many ways because so many people here, um, you know, on a normal circumstance, Liz and I would have 
go over to Canada a couple times a month to eat dinner and run around over there. Canada is still the shut border, down. The border is still yeah. shut down. Yeah. They're still yeah. in yeah. And from what I hear, you know, I talked to Spiro and a couple other my buddies over there, and, man, they're way worse than we yeah. are. Yeah. So, so I mean, that – it, it's good for the U.S., but if you're a fan in the U.S., don't take that as an indication of everything's the same around the world it's because it's not. We might get more shows here in the U.S., but that doesn't mean Kiss could mount a full world tour or the Rolling Stones or anybody else because France is locked down. Canada's locked down. You know, Brazil's exploding. You know? But after all this time off, to your point, Michael maybe what they do is say okay well we're not going to go to europe right now but hey we got the crew working again we're up and running we've got right. the U- these u.s states let's look at our mankato minnesota or a duluth or a lincoln nebraska or you know lansing michigan or wherever and, and go okay let's hit some of these smaller markets too because people are dying to get out and see a concert yeah so it's be, it's still me, it's still hard. very fluid, people. I mean, uh, you know, more and more of the and let's put it this way: at least here in California, like they just announced, um, like Disneyland is reopening here, but you have to have a vaccination to get in. Wow! So more and more of the places are also requiring that. You, if you're going to go into an arena, you've got to be vaccinated. If you're going to an amusement park, you've got to be vaccinated. It's so fluid. And it just makes it difficult for all these bands to, to put on shows and book things when it could be different from state to state, country to country. So, you know, at the same time, though, if we would have the same discussion a year ago, boy, would have would our conversations been different. Right. You know, well, look how a, far we've come just in a year. A know? year, a year ago, everybody, and I'm speaking from somebody who works in the industry. Everybody was pretty confident that by 2021, no problem, everything's coming back. 2021. Well, and let, it, let's you know, without getting political, what was the big spiel? Six weeks to flatten the curve. I mean, at the beginning, yeah, that's, that's true. what it was. That was the that was what was preached here in Michigan. Uh, you you know, six weeks do this and then we'll, we're good but you know what's also funny though i don't have to get off the topic but um we're on, what are we on the 23rd of april by the yeah. in seven more days last year we were open again isn't that weird though when you think about it we were back open may 1st that's mm-hmm. strange and everybody else is still closed and georgia was open like may 1st i mean it it just illustrates it's all different from <laughs> state to state city to city county to county country to country and and that's that's why it's impossible for a booking agent to sit here and go okay well we can book a show full capacity in georgia but if we go a couple state lines over to california we can only play to 50 percent capacity how do you how do you financially manage something or that or even difficult? in Alabama to go from like Georgia and Alabama's closed. So now you have to go to Texas. And right. I mean, that's not even a really good, um, you know, managed tour schedule in terms of, you know, yep. travel and that kind of stuff either. All right, Tommy, let's say the next question, yes. Tommy. <laughs> Crafton would love to know if we have any updates on the magic book. <laughs> I don't know. Has a new update been posted? I mean, 
here's the reality. His last update said it was going to be done and shipping, he hoped, by, I think, May, which means... Oh, he didn't that, say the year, though. He yeah, didn't say the year. I was going to say, let's, what year? But let's put it this way. I mean, it's April 23rd. It ain't shipping in May. If it isn't at the printers and being already bound and shipped back to a warehouse, it's not happening. Um, no. I mean, it's the same old, same old, sad to say. Nothing's happening. Nothing's been, you know, he hasn't posted anything to say, here's what I've done. Here's how much work has been completed. It's just like a little more work. That's all he keeps saying. A little more work. Keep in mind, it's supposed to be two books. It's the Phantom book. And, but two uh, books yeah, well, he always no, no, was going to have, he, he was always going to have a, a, for like the bonus or the super deluxe, you were going to get a 100 page Phantom of the Park book as well. Okay. In addition to the now 600 page. That's right. Cause originally it was 550, book. I think now it's 600, which is, here's the part that I just, I can't wrap my, of course, I, you know, I have no dog in this fight, but, and, and, and as we always say in Ross, if you're listening, we all hope the book comes out. I want you to be clear about that. And I would be interested in getting one when it's done. However, this has been going on for a long, long time. The goalposts are moved monthly, it seems. People aren't getting their refunds who are requesting them. People are getting this blocked whole, for asking questions. This whole thing stinks to high heaven. It's whether he's talented enough or, or to do the book is is it's beside the point. the The point here is now is that if, like Michael said, if this thing was going to be shipped in May, he'd already have the books. I mean, we're what uh, like you said, what's day twenty third? April twenty third. Yeah, I mean, people are blocked. Yeah, it, it's a mess. It's a mess, and and it's all his fault. You know, he just doesn't know what he's doing. That's all. Yep. Plain, so sad, sad, to, sad to say, no, there is no updates. Nothing's changed from the update of three months ago, six months ago, 12 months ago, two years ago, all the way back to, yes, this was first discussed and promised back in 2015, people. Right here. Right here on this show, he talked about he hoped to have it delivered by Christmas of 2015. He said that right on this show. And we said, uh-uh, no. ain't happening. And that uh, six years later, so still waiting. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry for everybody who's got money in this because you're not getting refunds. It's so past. It's been How so long. To place How much did you have to put in? I think it was either a hundred or 150, depending. And keep on in mind, this is this is a this is a pre-order of a book. This isn't a, this isn't a crowdfunding. No, not that, not not now. He was pre he was pre-selling a book, not crowdfunding. Because I do see people go, oh well, if he doesn't deliver, it's no 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 no. <laughs> this was under the guise of a PayPal resale. Yes. He, total the total legality between that and a kickstarter or crowdfunder 180 complete difference this, this was this was saying that this record's done i'm going to send it to you it's you know it should be whatever in a month or two send your 150 bucks and then 
it's, two months turned into six months, six months turned into a year, one year turned into another year, another year turned into another year. And that's where we're at. It, he, he sold this like Kiss was selling the soundboard recording. I went to Amazon.com this morning and I pre-ordered the soundboard vinyl. It's done, though. But Amazon's not going to change with a release date and Amazon's not charging me for it until they actually ship the product. So just to be clear, back in 2015, Ross did try to do crowdfunding on Kickstarter. He didn't raise any money. He All that money that was pledged was returned to everybody. And a couple of years later, he came out on PayPal and said, here, pre-order the book. A pre-order is not crowdfunding. Pre-order, and I'm just going by, by PayPal's own rules. A pre-order on PayPal means you have to ship that product within 20 days of the order being placed. That's PayPal's rules. That didn't happen. So it's, 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 it's the same as it's been for the last five years. It's no updates. All right, Tommy, next. John Pulovich would like to know, and this is an interesting discussion, how the history of KISS would have been if they had never wore makeup. Would they have still achieved the same level of success? Would they have been known for their music rather than the image? I Ooh. think the answer is KISS wouldn't have achieved the same success, not even remotely close to it without yeah. makeup. They would have just been another band. Not in New York out of New York, exactly. Great music, but nothing that would have stood out above and beyond everything else. Look at through the 70s, what really elevated them to that next level? The makeup, the characters, the costumes, and everything that went with it. Because could you imagine in the 70s, okay, Gene's not in makeup, but sure, he'll still spit blood. No, I don't think that and would ever happen. And here's one happen. caveat that I do, I, 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 I love to hammer home to those people that say, Kiss only got big because the guys, um, David Bowie, Alice Cooper, T-Rex, The Sweet, Slade. I mean, there's all kinds of bands. And again, I've said it a million times. If, if, if Robert Plant looked like me, sorry, same voice, it wouldn't have sold. So before you go, oh, Kiss is just nothing but image, no more of an image than uh, than what Robert Plant and Jimmy Page look like on stage. Or the baby. know that, though, because they love the Round of Donis. We know this. <laughs> that is Mark, true. Mark, Mark, you, know? you would have fit perfectly in with Uriah Heep. Yes. Give me and Mick Box, man. We would have. <laughs> We'd have been chick magnets, man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sell yourself short, brother. You know, well, unfortunately. <laughs> all right. No, I, all kidding aside, guys. Every you know, from mixed lips to Keith Swagger to Elton John's big glasses. Don't, especially Kiss fans. Listen, it isn't just about the yeah. Kiss did have trappings, but they had great music too. Mm -hmm. Just like Elton had trappings, Led Zeppelin had trappings, Alice Cooper had Springsteen, everybody did. It's it's, it's, it's yes, correct. And look, there's tons of bands who ACDC, what they had no image, it's all music. Fuck no. 
they had the little they looked like a at the time it looked like a 15 year old running around on state you know and that's why mark started listening nice <laughs> but you know rick nielsen with his you know with with bunny and rick i mean all that stuff why yeah. do you think like judas priest switched from the flowing robes to the you know the the leather and stuff guys don't let any any of these music snobs fucking push you around with this whole it's kisses just fucking makeup fuck you if they didn't have the tunes they yep. wouldn't have gotten it they, they wouldn't they, have lasted 50 ever. years yeah 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 correct but the, exactly you know and that that is what it is as they say great tunes great image and we're all here vicky newbie would like to know how kiss feels about their business ventures that didn't go very well like the la football team did they disenfranchise their connections with it because the team didn't win any games or because it would hurt kiss's brand i thought they should have given it one more season but if they were losing money on it i can understand why they didn't well i would my first answer would be i have no idea how kiss feels I mean, yeah. that to, to our original point before getting into these questions, we aren't there. We don't know. Um, business ventures succeed. Business ventures fail. I mean, you you move on from it. Did Kiss lose money? No idea. Maybe Kiss made money. No idea. You know, I think what what is known is L.A. Kiss was part of the Arena Football League, and the Arena Football League has a lot of say in what the Arena Football teams do. KISS doesn't just sit here and go, oh, well, we're going to continue for one more season. If the Football League says... Also, if you know anything about business taxing, I mean, taxes on business, um, that's a nice shell game if you, uh, you know, if you, if you lost money. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just being honest. I mean, as a business yeah. owner, I, I mean, mean lo lo losing money doesn't actually necessarily mean you lost cash out of your bank account. Correct. That's exactly <laughs> it's 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 a number from one column in a spreadsheet to another yes, column in a spreadsheet because you want to make the other column. The you want you yeah. exactly. You want to lose money. You know, I had a I had a friend who always said, you know, every day you need a business expense. Why? so you can lose money yeah this isn't the time or place for that <laughs> yeah for that discussion but just let me tell you that uh i wouldn't be uh crying for gene and paul yeah i, I let, let's just put it this way gene and paul are pretty smart on their own when it comes to business but they've also surrounded themselves with smart managers smart business managers smart accountants smart lawyers there's a lot of intelligence surrounding the kiss world giving them advice on what to do and what not to do and there's a myriad of reasons to your point also as to why maybe the la kiss folded i don't think it had anything to do with them winning or losing games but maybe they were only uh contracted for a couple of seasons and if it be. didn't work then it was over you know i mean there's so many different things that can happen i don't think arena football is anything like the nfl so you can't look at it the same way the nfl has been here since what the 50s or, or even earlier Right. So it, 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 that's a, a well-established. I mean, and, and, am I wrong? But the Arena Football League is completely gone now anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I never followed it. But yeah, I, I think mean, it's all so, done. 
I mean, yeah. it's it's out of Kiss's control if the league folds. Yeah, and the league is like uh, the league is less like the NFL and more like um, roller derby. You know, that's yep. kind of seems like it was like that. Next question: Robert Yatsko would like to know what we think about this. How did Peter support himself from 1980 until the reunion? I've never seen this answered, especially from the 80s to the 90s. In the early 90s, he did some touring, I know. But the 80s seemed like not much activity. Did he still have 70s kiss money? I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine he had mailbox money. Yeah, I was just about to say, Michael, this isn't even up for debate. He was still part of the KISS organization. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, we, see, we we all know that, yes. Yeah, but but see, that's the point, because Robert doesn't. So please explain what that means. Well, to well when, when, when Peter was fired from KISS, KISS kept him as a member of the KISS business, basically. So Peter and this, shared And the guy profit. playing drums who took his place was just a? Employee. A paid employee. Eric Carr, everybody who wasn't the original four in kiss was nothing more than a paid employee and that's not hired that's that's not unique to kiss before everybody goes screw kiss for treatment like that every band does that i mean do you think everybody who went through ozzy's band was (laughs) a full-time member white snake was a full-time member they're paid hired guns go watch that movie hired gun that'll explain it to you angus and malcolm and everyone else in that band I'm talking after Bond left, you know, it, they're, they're. And, and, and my, my understanding is even in Motley Crue, Mick and Nikki are the only owners of the band because Tommy and Vince quit, walked away, came back. Yes. But they didn't come back as full members. I could be wrong at this point, but my understanding was they are just well-paid employees as well. So Peter was probably living comfortably off of what's called mailbox money, royalties from various things, whether it's royalties from album sales, airplay, merchandise, whatever it might be, goes out, picks up a check in his mailbox. It's got a lot of zeros on it, cashes it. I mean, and, and the, 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 the interesting thing about the music business is, that's the type of money a musician wants to end up making. Same a with, lot of mailbox money. Same with actors. I was just reading an article yep. the other day that like Jerry Seinfeld makes about $110 million a year on reruns. Yep. And how, you know, um, Maureen McCormick from the Brady Bunch who played Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Zero for the Gilligan's yep. Island crew as well. And other ones, so the friends, each one of the friends separately make about 20 million a year on that. And uh, Alan Alda makes about 10 million or 100 million or something like that. No, 10 million a year on MASH. So it's the same kind of thing. And, and, and Peter was still a business partner. So, yeah, that's where his money came from. Yep. Plus, too, if, you don't, if, you, if he's not like a rap star that has to live in these massive places and you know all this stuff and even just not spending money you can live very comfortably on those mailbox checks yeah i mean i don't i don't think peter had an entourage that he was paying no 
Peter wasn't living an exact, you know, uh, a, a crazy wild lifestyle that we were aware of at least. So yeah, I mean, mailbox money could be very nice. Mm-hmm. Next question, Nick DiTulio. Did Kiss miss a marketing slash promotional opportunity on Lick It Up by already having an album titled Unmasked? Meaning, if they had been able to call the Lick It Up album Unmasked, would sales and perception have been more positive or did it really not matter? I discovered Kiss in 2010 and the titles confused me at first. So I was wondering about how it was viewed at the time they were released. Well, I know, you know, as a fan who was there when Unmasked was released, I think there was some like head scratching going, why did they release an album called Unmasked but not take their makeup off? What was that all about? Um, I don't think when it came to the Lick It Up, I don't think it would have changed anything. I don't think it would have mattered. It didn't. I mean, Lick It Up basically rebounded Kiss. Yeah. All right. Um, Brian Jones, what if scenario in support of smashes, thrashes and hits, Kiss does a 15 year anniversary tour. Peter decides to stay home due to Eric Singer uh, or excuse me, Eric Carr singing Beth, but Ace plays. Do you uh, do a U.S. tour with makeup or not? Why now? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Do you do a makeup tour uh, with makeup or not now supposing this is a successful ace rejoins the band for a one-off cd combine the tracks off of hits and trouble walking into an amazing cd well that's a lot of what ifs yeah, yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> I, you know, let's I, just I, I lost everything there for a little while. i think what he's trying to say is as if 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 they would have done a 15-year anniversary tour for Smashers, Thrashes, and Hits, but Peter was not involved and Ace came back to play with them, do you think it would have been successful enough that they would have stayed with that lineup of Eric Carr, Ace Fraley, Paul Stanley, and Gene Simmons rather than continue doing what they were doing? Well, look, they did. That's when really the very earliest talks of reunion started and was in the late 80s. Um, look, if they would have got, I don't think it would have been anything like it was in 96, the, the 96, it's, it's, it's like now, if, if you watch TV now, stuff that my kid, who's now, you know, my son's going to be 29 this year. Um, you're going to start seeing commercials and stuff that trying to get those kids to feel nostalgic. You know what I mean? You're going to start seeing, I think, like SpongeBob type stuff for, you know, for when they were kids. Um, And that's really what the reunion tour was for us in 96. It was, they hit us with nostalgia and that's why it was successful. You know, it, it was. Uh-oh, what's that all about? What's some behind? I don't know. Lisa's waving at us. Lisa's waving at us. Maybe to my guests, not at Jens. I was going to say, I, I don't see Lisa on my screen. So anyways, make a long story short, you know, it, the nostalgia thing is why it worked. Yeah. In, yeah. And in, in, in 1989, they weren't, or 1988. They, they hadn't been away. It hadn't been a gone long enough, I don't think, right. in 89 for, I mean, would there have been, some excitement of course there would have been but would it have been as big as 96 no 
I mean, first of all, you needed to have the original four. And the timing was perfect. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, 96, they'd been gone for a decade. 89 wasn't, they wouldn't, wouldn't have been gone for that long. Right. I mean, I think what he was, was drilling at is, is that Ace would come in and save everything, you know? And I, I, just don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't, no. I don't think he so. He was still very toxic then too. Yeah, he was, you know? he was toxic. I mean, he was, he was struggling on his own as a solo artist at that point in time. I mean, you know, he was, he, he was playing bars and he was playing clubs and, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't out there selling out 5,000 seat theaters. And we all love Peter. So this is not, this is not a negative thing. We're just talking about right. reality right. of the time. Yeah, but I think we got to say that because everyone's like, everyone seems to think that Ace Fraley is the savior of KISS. And I'm not saying that Ace isn't an integral part of what they did or what they're doing or anything that transpired at, at all. But I think that the whole is more than the sum of its parts. So you can't just go, oh, well, if Ace was back, everything is perfect. It's like, well, no, there's all these other things that are going on within the bands and, and what's going on in the musical community at the time and the, the taste of the, of the um, people that are buying records, it, it, all that stuff plays into it. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. Even if Ace was in the band, when grunge came around, wouldn't have mattered. Nope. Kiss would have been just as toxic to the grunge crowd if Ace Fraley was in the band as if he wasn't in the band. So, you know, to your point, Tommy, the whole change in the music climate impacted Kiss greatly, not just Kiss, impacted every band greatly. Yeah. And it wouldn't have, I mean, you know, every classic band was, was struggling. The mm -hmm. Deep Purples, the Alice Coopers, the Judas Priest, the Iron Maidens. That's why they were packaged touring. Yeah. I mean, there, was, there, there were years back there where you were like, oh. You know, Iron Maiden, washed up band. Nobody's going to see him again. Alice Cooper, washed up. Journey, washed up. Now here we are 20, 30, 40 years later, and, you know, they're massive. It's all right. about timing. All on their own, they're massive. Like yep. Mark says, timing is everything. Yep. Is. Timeline is everything. I'm Timeline's but everything. Timing is well. Timing yeah. is well. I don't care if it's telling a joke or a successful business. you got to catch that wave, baby, and ride it. And that's, uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, and also to the other part that he was asking about, you know, of putting those records together, I'm glad that didn't happen because Trouble Walking is still my favorite Ace Fraley solo record. I love that whole thing. I'd hate to miss I do too. Any of those songs. I loved all of Ace's solo stuff. I really yeah. did. I, so, I really uh, liked it all. We're, yeah, we're getting the best of both worlds. Um, all right, let's move on. Next one. Chuck Clooney. This is a what if question. Let's say the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame finally relents and allows non-original KISS members into the hall. Who gets in? For fun, let's say only two are allowed, assuming you would agree that one is Eric Carr. Who is the other? Vinny, Bruce, maybe Eric Singer? Can Singer, I start with this for time? Yep, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, let's not. Why is Eric Carr a foregone conclusion? I don't you know? think you should be. I think Singer. No, I, I would say Singer and, and because Bruce. Because for time. Singer and Bruce, for the amount of time they spent in the band, would be the other two. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, granted, it's a what if, but even in a what if scenario, I don't sit here and see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame saying we're only going to induct two past members. Yeah, it's either it's either it's either going to be all of them or none of them. And and that's not something the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to do out of the blue is just go, oh, by the way, Kiss is already in, but let's bring these other guys in and make a big deal out of it. The big deal was Kiss. Okay, we're lucky kisses in there. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. Let's let's not uh let's rock the boat. By the way, I was very happy to see what Paul did this week with going standing up for Maiden. Maiden. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah, that was cool. Just as a side note, and, I didn't even recognize Bruce Dickinson in that picture. I know. <laughs> I was like, who whose grandpa's that? I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, who is that person? And Brian's like, oh, that's Bruce Dickinson. I'm like, ooh. I tell you what, one of the other things I saw this week was Tom Morello saying, Why isn't Ted Nugent in? You know what I mean? I, yeah. Again, I, there's so yeah. That's I what I mean. There's... Started on the on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, please. Okay. All I, right. I can't stand. Then we'll move on. Colin Mosley, what's the one band or artist you wish would have loved, which you would have loved to have seen open for Kiss or co-headline that actually did, or one that you wish would have alice cooper okay hold on that did either yeah you can what he's trying to say is 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 there a band or an artist you wish would have opened or co-headlined with kiss that didn't or one that did happen that you didn't get to see that you would have been there and love to have seen oh led zeppelin (laughs) i would have loved to have seen led zeppelin i'd never saw led zeppelin so what about queen but with Kiss, this is a co-headline or open for Kiss. Well, you said co-headline. I could, I could okay. have seen. Yeah, but, I could but, have seen. Put it this way. I could put it this way. Would I have seen it? No. But since we're talking about a fantasy realm, oh yeah, there's no Seventy-nine Dynasty tour, playing the biggest of stadiums with Kiss opening up for Led Zeppelin. Would it have happened? Fuck no, not even close. But since we're in fantasy land, yep. and that was the question. Yes, Led Zeppelin in 79 and Kiss. I would go early Motley Crue. Like the Creatures Tour. Like those four shows that Motley Crue opened on the Creatures Tour. I would freaking have loved to have seen that. Not Motley Crue, what they did with Kiss recently. I want the young, hungry, nasty, dirty Motley Crew opening up for Kiss. I would have liked to have seen a co-headline tour of Van Halen and Kiss. Mm, that would Preachers, have been good. Yeah, Preachers tour, That's which would have been eighty-two, and them just finishing up Fair Warning and doing like a a co-headline stadium tour that's what i would have liked and michael throw in the early dirty smelly stinky motley crew yeah see my whole thing is i saw motley crew on the shout tour i saw you know van halen on the women and children that's how come i said leds up because i'd never seen them and you know in 79 let's face it into the outdoor was massive you know i had that would have been pretty effing cool. Um, yeah, the, the other one that came to my mind would have been um, 
twisted sister pre stay hungry oh yeah 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 you can't stop rock and roll twisted sister opening for kiss that would have gave them a run for their money no doubt (laughs) no doubt all right if you've never explored pre stay hungry twisted sister you need to yes um those first couple fucking records are just incredible you you can't stop rock and roll still stands as one of my absolute favorite hard rock metal albums of anybody the kids the kids are back yeah that what an opening tune man and i still don't you know i just had a, a, a little talk with a friend of mine online we were talking about songs that should have been hit singles how was I am I'm yep. me? Not as big as we're not gonna take great, great chorus. Yep. Oh my god. Song. But that's what I mean. Why didn't why didn't Atlantic get make a video for that? You know what I mean? That that song had very much like um, you know, um, it's my life with Kiss, very much a missed opportunity. Yep, I agree. Because that has a great sing-along chorus. It's got a great message, and it's just a great song. I love that song. Yeah, it's a good song. I completely forgot about that. I am a me. Gotta fucking love that one. Okay, next, Gary Cap. What Kiss concert meant the most to each of you? Not necessarily your first show, but the one that holds the most sentiment. Love the show. And we have a couple. Yeah, sure. There's one. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm playing Mark here. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying against the rules. <laughs> I've got so I have to all right, go, go Lisa. No, you go first because I got to put them all in my head. Go ahead, go, go. You want me to go? Go, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, okay. Well, so first off, it would be the Dynasty show in, in Minneapolis because we had the meet and greet the day before, and it was just super kiss. That's number one. Number two was the first reunion show at the St. Paul Civic Center. That was magical because not only was it I get to finally see all four guys together again, but it was it was hard to explain, but something changed in the early late 80s, early 90s with concerts in general. And this show was so electric that it took me back to those. 70s and 80s shows where just like the whole place was filled with pot smoke yeah and everyone was shooting off fireworks it was just like that you know so it took literally took me back to being 12 so those two are the biggies and then third i would say would be that uh kiss acoustic show in south dakota at chuck brennan's place at the badlands because it, I had no idea what the set list was other than I knew what the first song was going to be and I knew what the last song was going to be and everything else in the middle was a guess. That was so exciting to just be so thrown off by something when they start playing it. I actually had to think about it and go, oh my God, what song is this? Oh, see you tonight off of the Simmons solo record. Oh, this is cool. You know, that was amazing. So those are my three. Mark? Well, since... I was originally to stay within the color within the lines, but not oh, now. Yeah, Shit. please. I swear to God, <laughs> oh, please, <run>. Mark. <laughs> well, look, I'm since I'm I'm gonna pull a Tommy. See how you do that with me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick three. Um 
I've look, I've mentioned this so many times on the show. It's got its own little tagline. No Peter, no Ace, no problem. The greatest concert I've ever seen by anybody at any time was the Creatures of the Night show, February 23rd, 1983. Um, that's the number one greatest show ever. Um, what did you no, say walking out? No Peter, no Ace, no problem. And it wasn't. Um, but then I would say the Dynasty Tour. I saw them with Cheap Trick in New England at uh, the Pontiac Silverdome. It's funny, for work, I've been driving by the old Pontiac Silverdome site and if anybody knows that area literally right up the road is the palace well was the palace so it's funny i'm driving from a, a northern suburb back in detroit and i have to pass where the palace was and where the silverdome was i've been doing that all week and every time i'm on my head is just filling with shows but anyways and number three tommy grab a tissue it's the last fucking show that we saw in minnesota oh, was it because was you saw it with awesome. tommy we that had fucking that- awesome that i'm telling you that one maybe just because that was the last kiss show i saw and tommy and i after the show we were hanging out i mean this is long after like everybody left um we've shared this this story on the show before but we were hanging out and i was saying goodbye to eric and paul was there and and paul starts telling us all these funny fucking jokes that's right that was saint paul yeah, it was Saint maybe Paul. it was Buffalo, but all right. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was St. Saint Paul. And yeah. and it's at that point, it was got to be like one in the morning or so. Mm-hmm. It was late. At least. Yeah, it was yeah, late. And, and, and everybody was gone and we were just sitting there just fucking, Paul was telling us jokes. And that whole day was fun. Remember that? We just. And then the day before when we did the the thing with Tommy. Yes. Yeah. That, that's like, yeah. that's like, that whole, honest to God. If I had if I had three kiss because yes that's, that's it special shows yeah dynasty creatures and the very last time I saw them because all three of those are, were just incredible times in my life and uh, yeah that was fun that was yeah that was a fucking great fucking day man I will um, like Mark the creatures of the night tour I mean not just because it was my first kiss concert but it was just. Uh, mind-blowing concert in itself um then this might seem a little odd but hot in the shade because after kiss during the 80s the the shows we've talked about this the shows just kept getting more paint by numbers they really started to get boring and boring and boring And when the Hot in the Shade tour came, two things as a KISS fan blew my mind. A full stage show, first of all. I mean, a literal stage that had a theme and everything to it was just cool. But then when they opened with I Stole Your Love, I say this all the time, it was like a jaw-dropping moment as a KISS fan going, holy crap these guys came back it it was like a creatures of the night moment where you listen to creatures of the night for the first time after listening to unmasked and and the alder you're like oh my god these guys are back and they're kicking ass in concert um if i limit myself to three because it would be so hard because i've had so many very cool experiences with kiss yeah having worked with them but 
probably the number three was the Hinkley Minnesota show where I got to take my daughter. That was a good one too. To go see Kiss. I mean, now granted, we only literally watched three quarters of one song before she said that was too loud and let's go. But, you know, I think as a Kiss dad, a lot of you could relate to, wow, I just shared something of my youth that was so important to me with my daughter. And it wasn't just the concert. It was she got to meet them. She got a photo with them. She got to hug Paul. Paul picked it was I just sat back and I was just like, you know, tears were running through my eyes watching this happen. I was just like, oh, my God, you know, and it happened in Minnesota, which is where Kiss was born for me. So that would probably be it because it's all about memories. It's all about the event. It's not necessarily about the kick ass set list or it's just what happened that meant something to you. Lisa. So I'd have to say, um, besides the first concert in Pittsburgh, um, the front row for the reunion tour in 96, which was actually a gift from the promoter because he knew how much I loved them. So he gave it to me as a gift to have front row dead center seats for the first night of the reunion tour in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> James, uh, the set, the other one would be <laughs> the other one would be um, uh, the now I lost track because James is distracting me. So first, so '96 uh, reunion tour. Um, when I went to see them at the farewell, well, the end of the road tour in Pittsburgh, because I always said I ended it where I started it. Um, and then I would say that I have a couple. And then the, uh, well, before the end of the road tour, that when I went to go see them when they were on Jimmy Fallon, because that concert was very intimate. And I'd probably say that that was probably one of my favorite because when you can watch Kiss and sit on a stage like this, on with your elbows on the stage, it was pretty cool. Um, the other one, Michael, I totally got you when you said about taking your daughter to see Kiss. And actually, I start getting a little choked up when you were saying it, because when they came to Atlanta for the end of the road tour, um, I took uh, frickin' frack here, this guy. I took him, and they got to meet them and hang out with them after the show. And Doc McGee came out and gave them guitar picks, and Eric gave them drumsticks. And just like you said, Mike, to stand back and to watch all that unfold, and I'm and I was like, my God, that's the same age that I went to see them at my first. Right. I started crying. I started to cry. And Gene looked at me and he grabbed me. He hugged me. He goes, come here, mom. He goes, Lisa, I, I got no, you. He goes, I got you. Right, I got you. Could you please stop? Look at you. <laughs> but you know what? That's going to be something he will never forget. And when I'm dead and gone, he will always be able to say that he got to go see Kiss um, and just I mean, it was the, it was probably the most amazing moment. And I told Brian, I said, take as many pictures as you can, because I never, ever want to forget this moment ever. Yeah. You know? And you don't forget it. And you know, you won't. And he, and Gene was telling dirty jokes in the back when we were backstage. <laughs> naughty, naughty boy. He was being <laughs> naughty, naughty <Gene>. boy. <laughs> he was telling um, dirty I, got, jokes I, the show. I, I have time for one more question. Then I got to bail. 
then okay, Mark's got to go my eat. Last, well, then my last show was Boston at the end of the road tour because I had really good seats. Goodbye. All right, bye. Goodbye. That's it. Well, then let's let's do uh, let's do a um, a drum question. This is uh, Bill Trapowski. It's a documented fact that Ansley Dunbar was considered to fill in for Eric Carr on Revenge, but was Dean Castronova a contender? And then he went on to say, there was a live journey video on YouTube where someone commented that Dean used to be his brother-in-law and he was up for the kiss job. I asked Bruce about that and he said, Ezra auditioned some people, but he didn't know of anyone specific. This is all Mark because I have no clue. Oh, I look. I'm sick of the same thing. I'm like, Mark, take well, it away. Hold on. Here's something, and because it's 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 fact, and, and I've talked to Eric about this. Um, yeah, he did the record, you know, when he did Revenge, he still wasn't a member of the band yet. You know, what I mean he did did the sessions. Um, and you know, then eventually he he joined the band. But um I know there was some flux in there. Um, I know that they were looking at other drummers. I don't know if Dean particular um, was one. It's funny too. There's another, I mean, if you're a drummer, cause this guy's a drummer, so I know he'll know him. Um, this goes back to, you know, when Peter left, you know, Bobby Rondinelli, who if you look at him, especially in that time, he kind of looked like Eric Carr a little bit. They had the big froey hair and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. So Bobby Rondinelli back in 1980 was, and I think that, was mentioned also in um, Modern Drummer magazine back when Eric Carr joined. Rondinelli was was in there. But as far as Dean, and I just bring up Rondinelli because he's played with everybody from Black Sabbath to Blue Oyster Cult to, you know, um, just a, a, a Rainbow was the big one he was in. Um, but, you know, a lot of drummers, a lot of, you know, good studio drummers and, you know, even some famous people like Carmine were talked about. And even Anton Fig, I think if you ask their story, Anton was in the band for a day <laughs> and then uh, and then they didn't take him, you know. So, yeah, I don't know specifics about that. But what I can tell you specifically is, you know, Eric did play on Revenge, but that wasn't necessarily his gig. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, you know, when he did revenge, Hey, you are our drummer. That wasn't how it worked out. It was a session job. It was a session job. And then they eventually kept him. So, um, you know, that's how that worked out, but I can find out. I actually, uh, I could, I could make a couple phone calls and find out. I'll try and find that out for you. Um, by the way, everybody, I got to run, um, have a good rest of the show and, We'll see everybody okay. next week. Yep. Bye, Mark. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. 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 There we go. All right, Tommy, next question. Joey Middleton, what kiss song makes you say, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> I can song, answer Song, album. Could Just it be a any? song. I'd say I love it loud. You make me rock hard. I, I'm just going to say Carnival of Souls. Pick any song off that album. What the fuck were you guys thinking? Oh, no, there's some good ones on there. They would have been great done completely differently. 
they're not Kiss songs. We. It's not my favorite album, but there's some. Songs in there no, like. no, it's not a Kiss album. Can't listen to it. I can't listen to that when yeah. I'm going. I feel like listening to something that's enjoyable and will make me feel good. Carnival Souls, drive, baby. Yeah. No, that's that actually a good point. Drive you car off the road. That's exactly. a good point. Like, how many times have you went into well, my CD collection? Well, I'm going to say CD collection, and went. You know, I think I'm listening to Carnival Souls today. I'm, 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 I, I, I'm feeling happy. Let's listen to Carnival of Souls. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't even sit there and go, oh, I want to listen to Nirvana. No, I don't. I'm sorry. That whole genre of music is just depressing to me. If they were playing if you this... love it, great. But for me, it's just depressing. I want to listen to music that makes me smile feel good, get pumped up, be happy. Can I tell you the best song, like if you want to smile and get pumped up is Crazy Crazy Nights. It always works for me. It's, it's actually... It's a great, great song. I, I have a um, playlist on Spotify called Pump Me Up that I use for when I do my, my morning walks. Pump you up. Pump you up. <laughs> and uh, Crazy Crazy Nights is on there. Why? Because it's a great song to get your blood pumped and get you moving and get you excited. It truly is. It, re it truly is. There's no Carnival of Souls. Trust me. Mm -hmm. That'd make me want to break my leg in the middle of a walk. Oh, yeah. I was I was driving downtown yesterday and I had KQ on and they played an Alice in Chains song, which that in itself was surprising, but it was just so depressing yeah. and slow and plodding. And I'm like... I, I, no wonder if so many people are on Prozac. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So this this is my favorite question of all of them today. And I know, Michael, you're going to love this. And I think Mark's going to be bummed he missed this. Robert D. Rosario wants to know, why do KISS fans hate KISS so much? Mm -hmm. he, Good question, Robert. It, it is. Why, why, why do you hate something that you supposedly love so much? Right. No idea. No yeah, idea. It, it, it's a baffling thing. But it, you know what? It's not just about Kiss. It's every band, because I work with a lot of bands, and every band has fans that are this exact same way. It's like, well, if you're a fan, why are you so mad and angry? Go find a band that makes you happy. Uh, yeah, and I, Mark, Michael and I have been literally debating this and shocked by it since we started this thing. I don't understand why there are so many people that hate them so much that say they're fans. It's like if, if you don't fit into this little box of time in their mind, it seems like everything's crap. And I know it to your point too, Michael, it's, it's true about a lot of different bands. I, man, I'm not even a Metallica fan and I know how bad it was when they put out the black album, all these people just going on and on about how injustice for all was the greatest thing they ever wrote. And then they put out the black album. Now they've sold out and they suck and they're awful and on and on and on. And I don't understand why you would, it's like, to me, it's like a TV series. If it gets crappy, I just stop watching it and I, move on to something else exactly i mean listen if you only love the original four of kiss that's 100 percent fine 
but then why do you spend the rest of your life getting all worked up because there's a kiss without the original four and somebody else likes it? Just spend your time listening to the albums that the original four made that make you happy. Just do yeah. that. I, 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 I don't, I don't listen to Carnival of Souls. Never can't. I don't listen to the Peter Chris solo album. If I don't like it, I don't listen to it. I listen to what makes me happy. Why can't fans act that way? I don't know. I would love to understand why, you know, and, and even more so than that is, is why they feel the need sometimes to dump on someone for liking Crazy Nights or dump on someone for liking the current lineup or this or that or the other thing. Everything happens for a reason. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it, but just move on. It's like scrolling through the internet when you're on Facebook. If you see a post that you don't like, there's no requirement by law keep going. for you to stop and comment. Yeah. Just keep scroll by, hide it. See, there's plenty of things you can do to go find something that you do like. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I just ran into that like yesterday, somebody on, on our Facebook group on the thread about um, the, the Netflix film was like, Oh, there, you know, they're just going to trash Ace and Peter in this. And I replied, I'm like, oh, so you've already seen the movie? You already know what's going to happen? No, you don't. You're just a, one of these KISS fans who just wants to hate on something. It's just mm -hmm. like, dude, if you freaking hate it, then just walk away. But See, how can you, you know, more importantly, how can you hate something that you haven't even seen yet, that you haven't even listened to yet? You don't have a valid opinion if you have not watched it or heard it yet or read it or whatever that is that you're commenting on. Your opinion is garbage. Your opinion on three sides of the coin because you've never listened to the episode is absolute garbage. You listen to us and then you have an opinion. Okay. Now you've got at least a valid opinion. Yeah, so that's probably the best we can do for you. I'm sorry, but we're just as, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it happens more in the KISS world because the band has been around for nearly 50 years, has had many different, very different eras of the band, different styles of music. There's a lot that people can gravitate towards that they like and they don't like it's not like a band that was around for three years had the same members and only released two albums i mean there's plenty in the kiss world that can get people riled up yeah i just you don't like paul stanley soul station that's fine don't buy it don't buy it don't buy but it I'm if somebody if, if somebody else likes it why do you care mm-hmm very good point. Uh, Gary Markowski would like to know if we have any updates on Vinnie Vincent and what he's up to. He's I would love to know that myself. Basically the same thing as Ross is up to. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Next question. Roman Denou, uh wants to know if we think Ace Fraley is a better songwriter than Vinnie Vincent. I would say no. Yeah, I agree. I've all I've always said 
Vinny's strength is he's an incredible songwriter. I mean, even even Gene has come out and said Gene Gene has said that Vinny is a great songwriter. He's got a lot of other demons, but as a songwriter, Vinny is incredible. See, and I would argue the other point that Ace is better simply because I enjoy the music. Okay. So there you go. Again, it's opinion. It's like what pizza is better, you know. Uh, Jeff Caldwell would like to know if Mark will ever do a kiss auction. I would say Mark won't, but I'm sure Liz will when Mark is dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's going on vacation. When Mark is dead, yeah. you'll see all of his children <laughs> and Liz. Uh, I hope I don't want him to pass away before no. he sells all of his stuff because I want to buy those uh, stamps so I can mail him a letter. <laughs> <laughs> That will eat him alive. Well, you know what? If he does pass, you could still buy him, and then you could mail the um, funeral invitations using his stamp. <laughs> yeah, or I want to buy whatever he has that's sealed, just so I can make a video of me opening everything. <laughs> Actually, no, here's what we do. Everybody who comes to his funeral gets one sealed item, and then at the end, everybody opens it opens all at once. <laughs> rolling in his grave. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Um, okay, so another one uh, that is uh, Mark-centric. Todd Menard. Has Liz ever said anything on three sides about Mark Cicchini tucking concert t-shirts into his pants? <laughs> Why did you mention these when he was here, Tommy? That's hysterical. Because I'm just working my way through everything. All right, so Tommy, this is, this is a job for you. You have to reach out to Liz and ask her that. Get her to answer that on her iPhone and just send you a video clip. And we will we will splice that into a future episode. Okay, sounds good. Um, okay, there's yeah, that one's too long. Okay, so Rich Davenport would like to know who would you cast as the members of KISS in a big budget Hollywood reboot of KISS meets the Phantom of the Park. And how about William Shatner as Gene, Tim Curry as Paul, Joe Pesci as Peter, and Tommy Chong as Ace? Boy, that would look terrible. Wow. Yes. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I, the, those are the types of questions, even when people are just talking movies, that I have nothing to contribute to because I'm not the type of person that sits here and goes, oh, that actor would be great playing that role. I just, yeah. I, I'm not into that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and quite honestly, if the, in all seriousness, uh, with the first part of the question, um, I don't know the young actors now to the no, point. That's exactly even, it. Yep. I couldn't pick them. I'm not going to watch the Oscars on Sunday because I don't know who any of these people are. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, hey, cool, Al Pacino's out the audience. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, let's, let's, let's be real. I grew up on, on Farrah Fawcett and Lee Majors. So everybody is out there going, who? Who? Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, let's let's finish. This is Let's finish on this um, last one here. 
Scott Eshelman wants to know, pick your ultimate 20 song set list. So why don't we make it easier since we didn't sit down and go over this ahead of time. Let's each pick five songs that we would drop and five songs that we would add. Cause that's something you can figure in your head. All right, well, let's see. Five songs that I would add. Um, definitely start with I Want You. Um, I have to write boy. That's tough. Yeah, this is so tough. This is why I personally just have no interest in set list discussions. Because just set five songs that we would add. Five songs, five songs you add that you would add, you add, you have to take five off. I can't do five off. Well, we'll do what you can do. Um, I would, I I would take off a hundred thousand years. Of course, then when 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 would I go take a piss if they removed a hundred thousand years? <laughs> oh, is, that, is that your piece on? Well, think 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 yes. of it within, but think of it within the context of of the the uh, end of the road tour and kind of what they're doing right now. Um. I mean, here's honestly, I, I I don't I don't get bent out of shape on these set lists like so many other fans do. It's like I go, I have a great time. It's all Kiss music. I love it. You know, if they were playing um, stuff off of Carnival of Souls or or Peter Chris's solo album, yeah, get that crap out of there. But they're not. Are there a few songs I'd like to see added? Yeah, I'd love to, like I said, I'd love to see I Want You added. I love that song. I actually love Making Love. That's another great song that I'd love to see added. Um, I would probably love one or two more songs from the 80s because it meant so much to me. Well, exactly, and here's your chance. Um <laughs> Man, something's got to come from revenge. You got to add something from revenge. Um, you know what? Let's be honest. Forever would be a great song to add. Yeah, no, that's a good song. That would be a yeah. great. You know, if you wanted song. if you wanted to replace Beth, which I would have no issues if they dropped it, replace it with Forever. Um, they got tears are falling, which is great. Lick it up's in there. I'm, I'm not, not that I've got a problem with heavens on fire, but it's a little bit, okay. I've hearing this one a lot, you know, right. find a different tune than heavens on fire. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably want to add a couple more from Rock and Roll Over and add three more from the 80s. That would make me happy. What to drop? I don't know. Drop Beth. Um, drop 100,000 Years. Um I had to pull up the set list because I forgot what they played already. Yeah, I'm just I'm just winging it here, you know. And if this is a complete what if, all right, I'm going way out and say drop rock and roll all night. I don't need to hear that song ever again. Okay. Um, 
you know, to Tommy's point, I wouldn't be upset if they dropped I Love It Loud to add something else off of Creatures. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't, I don't know. I don't get all bent out of shape on the set list. I've never, I've never sat here other than the Crazy Nights tour when the set was just short. Like, I think they only played for like right. 70 minutes. Mm -hmm. That in itself was just like, oh, this sucks. You're mm -hmm. only playing for 70 minutes. But wasn't it the Crazy Nights tour where they opened with Love Gun? Or it was, it was like something was like they, they moved they something them. around. They changed the set yeah. list a little bit. I don't remember. And I, and to your point, I don't get hung up on it either. I mean, we had a lot of fun at the Vegas thing when we went, Yeah, but you know, it, it, but to, to go along with, with Scott and his question, just playing along, I can dump seven right now. Go for it. All right. So this is what I would remove out of the current show. I'd get rid of, I love it loud. Say, yeah, lick it up. Crazy nights, Beth, do you love me and deuce? That's say, what I say, say, yeah, I agree with. Yeah. yeah okay. This is what I would replace those songs with. King of the Nighttime World. Good one. Unholy. Good one. Mr. Speed. That's Great one. Too. Modern Day Delilah. Yeah. Is That You? Flaming Youth and Strutter. Oh. Flaming Youth is, would be a good one. Yeah. It was so good live. And like I said, I... It, I got it. I've got to do some newer things. So if you get rid of say, yeah, I would replace it with modern day Delilah, but unholy for the blood spitting or something would be really cool. They could still do, um, you know, uh, God of thunder. I, I would still want blood spitting and God of thunder. That's just so iconic that moment yeah. right there, but I would love to have unholy in the set. Yeah. I just love that song. You know, those would be the ones that I would I would switch out. Lisa, um, I agree. I would take out do say yeah. I'm never a big big fan of say yeah. Um, 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 um Beth, not a, not a big fan. Um, and again, I, I agree with you, Michael. I rock and roll all night, like. I could live another day without hearing it. But you can't get rid now, of it. Now, granted, listen, no. everybody, we know that will absolutely never, ever, ever happen. It's, right. It's I, one of those. We we did an episode a long time ago. It was one of those songs that has to be in the set list. Right. But, and I understand well, that, and I totally get it. it. But I, I, Yeah, Tommy, I've always said that. Open with rock and roll all night. Well, didn't they open up? But They opened up with Shout It Out Loud once before, didn't they? I don't. I don't remember. I just specifically think rock and roll all night needs to be like the opening song. Yeah. People come out exploding with energy, but then the band has to go up from there. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Now this is what I would put in. Now, um, she, she's my song. Favorite, my favorite kiss song. And apparently they took out crazy nights from the set list. Okay. Yeah, because, they they have rotated that in and out. Yeah, so I would keep that in. Watching you would be cool to add too. Which like one? Watching you. Yeah, that. and I put in so I, oh son of a biscuit. So I put in crazy nights. I don't know that one. 
that's a that's an insider song son of a biscuit i want you and then i did put king of the nighttime world of mr speed so. you know what else i'd like to hear and it kind of gets rotated in out cold gin i always like cold gin yeah i just like heaven's on fire not a big fan it's kind of it's it, I, I have no problem with the song but if you're going to do songs for the 80s Turn Let's rotate it out and get something else in there. Yeah. Turn on the night. Ooh, that's a good one. That would be a good one. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. Stuff has sounded really, really good on this tour. There, there's I think plenty Tears of... Are Falling might be one of the best songs on the yes, tour. Yes, Tears Are Falling yeah, is great. That was, that was a pleasant, that was a nice, fresh surprise. There's you know? plenty of songs out of makeup that they could pull from. I mean, they yeah. it's not like they didn't have hits during the non-makeup years, because they right. did. But yeah, you know, Heaven's on Fire, even Lick It Up. I mean, that, that if Paul played put his to death. This, that would be, that would take that then. You know what I mean? Like if in the beginning he went, Woo! Let's put the X in sex. No, no, no. At least not having it. No? You sure? Unless Paul does this with his body glove stuff on. I would yeah. rather hear Rise to It. Yes, that's a yes, I agree. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Hide Your Heart's always a favorite. I like Hide Your Heart. Oh, God. Oh, well, and you want to know something? Oh, my God. I, I absolutely cannot stand that song. What? Oh. Which one? Hide Your Heart. Oh, I can't. I do not like that song. We can go for a pee. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my P song. There's oh. actually one song I forgot that I want. I need to add in here that I really think, all serious, kidding aside, all seriousness, everything. I think they should be performing "We Are One." Because that's a, that's a great song. A great song. That that is so quintessential of what it is to be a Kiss fan. That would be a good ending song. Like for the yes. encores, you know, and then maybe yes. in the background show, like a montage of uh, fans like, and kind of what they do for um, God gave rock and roll. Yeah, to well, I was gonna say that that's another that's another tune that I would love to see. I like that song. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people who hate that song, and I can't. Oh, I think that song is That song's amazing. I know. I don't get it. I like it. But that's a great song, Tommy. That's a good. That's a good. Call. You know, we are like, one. Even if they started using. Even if they started using that at the end for the, you know, thank the walk you. Walkout, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought that's what they did for rock and roll. Uh, rock and God gave rock and roll to you. Don't they use that song as the walkout? Yes. Song? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, again listen, I had no complaints about the end of the road set list one. No, I didn't either. I loved it. I, I left grinning ear to ear. Yeah. Oh, as did I. You know, I'm just simply playing along with Scott's question. Totally, totally get it. Totally get <laughs> yeah. it. So there you go, guys. Thank you for another wonderful hit and run. We'll do another. I love these. Year. I love these episodes. These are my mm -hmm. favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do too. I enjoy them. Um, we do have a, uh, no, not next week. In two weeks, we've got a guest confirmed mm. who saw Kiss at Winterland. Wow. Going to be cool. Mm -hmm. so. um, all right. That's it. Play along with us, guys. Play along. That's day, this, this whole show was homework. Mm -hmm. And if you want to really get adventurous, tell us why Mark, Mark tucks his shirts in.
in his I pants. Know the, I know the answer to that. <laughs> I do. I know the answer to that. Did you ask him? Is that how yeah. you found out? Yeah. Like, what is with you, man? <laughs> we are messed up. Oh, all right, guys. That's it. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes. And uh, we are now on Twitch. You can go search for uh, Three Sides of the Coin or search my last name on Twitch. What's that a Twitch? sounds naughty. That sounds Twitch, naughty. Twitch is like, uh, it's actually owned by Amazon. And it's okay. a huge live streaming platform. Absolutely huge. Okay. Um, but we live streaming YouTube? show there. But I'm also doing something interesting now where every week I'm going to pull an old episode out of the vault and live stream it to Twitch. So you That's can been fun. Yeah, that is. it's very cool. Like three yeah. sides, three sides of the vault, a flash flashback. So it's, it's already aired when you're watching this, but the last one we just did was, um, from 2017 with floor, who was the costume designer mm -hmm. for the eighties. Yeah. She was very fascinating. Just so much minutia was just revealed in that episode. And, uh, you know, God, everybody's got opinions about the costumes from the eighties, especially the asylum tour, which she, pants. she designed asylum, animalize, lick it up. She talks about doing, um, shout at the devil costumes for Motley Crue. She did Ozzy Osbourne, everybody. So yes, check us out on Twitch every week. We do some of these old flashback episodes where you might've missed them because we've been around for so freaking long. That's it, everybody. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.